You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Donald trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. Jones has a taken away by Jamal Adams, and he is in for a catch touchdown. Reverses all over the place, and the catch is made by Anderson. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddie Jr. That's right. You have found your way to the Back Row Jet Show. I am Tom Tuttle alongside my co-host of Fantasy Fuel as well, John Eddie Jr. How today, John? Oh, it's going lovely. It's nice and hot outside, so I am nice and cool inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one good thing about being in my basement for the podcast right now is because it's cold down here in the middle of the summer. Well, it's not even summer yet, and it's already this hot. Whoa, I can't wait for summer. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to be in a basement when it's hot outside. That's right. But – we got to talk about a little bit of the New York Jets and the last rumor, the rumor of the week, because <laughs> it seems like the Jets have a rumor every single week. Oh, yeah. The last one was uh, Kyle Long. Uh, the Jets were apparently saying that they were talking about uh, trying to talk with Kyle Long to come out of retirement. And Kyle Long said, yeah, that's not true. No. <laughs> so he squashed that one pretty really darn all quick. I got, but <laughs> it was it was uh, what? It was nice seeing that you're like, "Ooh, are they really going to get a good guard in Kyle Long? Like that would be mm-hmm. a perfect complement to everything else they've done in the offseason, and I'm sure it wouldn't have been an expensive contract, but it was squashed yeah. almost as soon as we saw it. like, yeah, no, <laughs> like I've lost like 40 pounds or whatever it was. Like I don't plan on coming back anytime, so whatever, dude, it's not gonna not gonna be. Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool, and I, I I don't mind having rumors like that because maybe the Jets are actually, you know, somehow it's coming from somewhere. Right. I don't know if somebody's just starting it out of nowhere, <laughs> but I, I don't mind them just continuing to looking at the offensive line. The better the offensive line, the better the team. 100% oh, yeah. agree with that every time. We discussed that last week. We did. And uh, we are going to discuss something else this week. But first, don't you have something for me that you wanted to say? Yeah, I just I saw a post in an NFL chat here. And while it may be kind of true, it's a lot of cherry-picked stats and uh, mm-hmm. things. And this was the Jets coach, Adam Gase, should be the betting favorite for the first head coach fired. And they gave a bunch of stats as the third toughest strength of schedule based on win totals, which we all know doesn't really mean anything going into 2020. Only five teams have a worse win total. Okay. Regression after uh, five and two being five and two in one score games, which that doesn't always mean anything because the Eagles were just, you know, the opposite. And during their Super Bowl year, the year before that, they lost a lot of close games the year before, and they started winning the close games. But it doesn't mean you're going to stop winning the close games going into the next season because guess what? We made the playoffs both of the next two years after that. So uh, guess right. what? It doesn't mean you're going to be bad. And they went 7-9 and nine 
with a negative 80 point differential. Guess what? They couldn't score points the first four weeks of the season. So that negative 80 point differential will not be. Big personnel change on offense. Pass D below average. Guess what? They have addressed all of these issues. So I cannot, Mm -hmm. will not agree with whoever started this whole topic uh, on Reddit here. Uh, He should not be the betting favorite to lose because there is a lot to look forward to. And we're going to talk about fantasy football to look forward to and just who on these New York Jets we should be paying attention to. Right. It's going to be a little bit of a preview of the Basically, Fantasy Fuel. If you haven't listened to Fantasy Fuel yet, please go check us out at Fantasy Fuel. You know, any any podcast place you can go to, you can find Fantasy Fuel. Or you can go to FantasyFuelPodcast.com. You can find our rankings and everything there. But we're going to give you a little taste, and it's going to be uh, all Jets-related. Um, so we can start with the quarterback position with Sam Darnold. His uh, average draft position right now is 14.03, and to me, that screams value. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, let, let's let's say you don't go after a quarterback for, f- for the first 13 rounds, which would be kind of ridiculous, obviously, and that would be a huge risk. But is it really that big of a risk when you got somebody like Sam Darnold sitting in the 14th round? We say it all the time, but last year, Darnold had the worst offensive line. Le'Veon wasn't himself, probably because the offensive line. Uh, Herndon was out the whole year. We we only had Crowder and Anderson as legitimate wide receivers. He had very few options last year, but he made the most of his options. Um, and now we have a much improved offensive line, which will help Le'Veon do his thing, which is going to help uh, Darnold do his thing. And then Herndon hopefully should play. That's going to be a, a hopeful thing <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now we have, right. And now we have three legitimate wide receivers in Crowder, Perryman and Mims. Now I know they're not all as legitimate as Anderson, but well, we may, we maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, yeah. but hopefully he doesn't get mono this year and he will play every single week. I mean, it just, you just look at from week 10 to week 15, all six of them games, Donald averaged 26.57 points per game in them six weeks. That's the flag league. So if you don't know what we're talking about, that's a league that we always reference in the, in fantasy fuel. So you you can take that as what it is, but, but that was worthy of a top 10 performance for all of them weeks so let's not go crazy and say that this guy isn't worth getting in the 10th round or let alone the 14th round the guy has the talent and i really believe he's got the protect protection now that he can become something of a um, an outstanding quarterback for fantasy football as well yeah, uh, we have not done our quarterback rankings. That'll be in two weeks. Next week yeah. is our tight end rankings. We just got done doing our wide receivers, and last week was our running back. So we have not done our quarterback rankings yet, but I have already alluded 
that he is probably going to be higher on my list than a lot of people because I mm. do believe, fantasy football-wise, Sam Darnold is going to take a giant step forward, and I have already said I will be grabbing him as probably my second quarterback. I don't know that I can wait that long to grab a quarterback because there's still going to be right, some right, other right, values right. there, but I am going to try and get Sam Darnold as my backup quarterback in every league that I am in this year. I have already... Uh, got that in my head that is my plan and i know any league that i'm in with you that's probably <laughs> not gonna happen any league that i'm in with network he's probably gonna you know he's, he's gonna look I, I know he probably isn't as high on sam darnold as you and i are but yeah, yeah. he knows so if it gets to that point and the options are getting slim he's probably gonna go with darnold over the other guys just because we've talked about him too much well, yeah, I mean, we have said quite a bit. So anybody around us is going to say, well, maybe Darnold will have a good year this year and not not be that 14th round type of guy. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I think that we're going to find out who values Donald more when oh, we yeah. do our quarterback rankings because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you're going to have him high, and I'm not going to compete with you. Is he going to have him at number 10? i got to put him at 9. I'm not going to do that. But I'm just going to put him where I think he's going to be, and then we'll we'll call it a day. But I, I think he's going to have a good year, and I, I honestly could very well see him being a wide receiver one at the end of the year. All right, let's go to the running back. So it's we start with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, his ADP is in the mid-third round. So, I mean, compared that to other years with Le'Veon, I mean, obviously last year he wasn't you know, good enough to even consider a third round at the, at many points in the season. And, you know, the year before he didn't play at all. But before that, you got to sit and wonder, man, this guy still has what it takes. And I can't wait to see. I mean, with the offensive line being better this year, I can't imagine he isn't going to be at least close to what he was when he was on the Steelers. And I think that he's going to give you a good, solid, that's all I'm going to give you. He's going to be <laughs> solid. He's going to be solid and consistent. He's not going to be the the Le'Veon Bell from, you know, years ago when he was on the Steelers. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think he can get there at times. And I think he'll be solid enough to where you can pick him in the third round. Or, and like I said before, he's been in the fourth round sometimes. Yeah, if you can get Le'Veon Bell in the fourth round, please, by all means, grab him up. Uh, we did our yeah. running back uh, rankings last week. I have Le'Veon Bell still inside the top 10. And I, Mm -hmm. just because of, and I wanted to mention this earlier, I don't know if I will do it, if there's anybody out there that listens and wants to go back and re-listen to the episodes, can we take a tally of how many times we've talked about the offensive line being terrible from last year? Because I, I want to have a tally that live when we're doing it next time. We just like, ting, here comes another one up there. And we'll see how many we have before the season starts because it's got to be a ton already. We have got to make that a drinking game. Every time oh, you hear us goodness. talk about how bad the <laughs> offensive line was, chug one up and just get it. I mean, that would be – that's awesome. Well, I might have to start doing that myself. At the end of the episode, I'll be like, well, <laughs> the New York Jets, <laughs> the offensive line was bad. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. crap. Here comes another one. Anyway, <laughs> where I was going with this, I still have Le'Veon Bell at 10 because, like you said, much improved offensive line, much improved offense should be, should get him back to be one of those fantasy worthy running backs. And if you're getting him in the third and even the fourth round, in some cases, 
And if he turns out to be the Le'Veon of old or even close to right. it, holy crap, Just close. what a deal. Like, I got to call you out here. Uh, network yeah. isn't so bad. He's got Le'Veon at 15, but you've got him at 14. So, mm-hmm. like, it's it's one of those things, like, you're, you're hopeful, but you're not too yeah. hopeful. And it's probably more based on, well, the Jets are the Jets, and um, I guess I'll... <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Well, here's the thing, and, I, and I'll pop it up as quickly as I possibly can. But I want to show you, or at least discuss, where he was last year. I'm saying he's not going to be what he was last year, so that means he's going to be better than last year. And I can't pop it up. My phone's being ridiculous. But um, he's got, he's he's got, 14 is a solid performance. That's all I'm claiming he's going to be. He's going to be solid enough to where you can absolutely have him and not worry about it. Last year, you had to worry about it because of that terrible offensive line. Chug one up. All right. Uh, let's move on, I guess, to uh, Frank Gore, which uh, this is interesting. I mean, he could take some of the goal line work, which means he could have some, you know, a few touchdowns, which means something in fantasy football. I don't see him having a, you know, a big fantasy year, obviously, with Le'Veon being the, the guy and getting most of the touches and stuff. But I think... He's going to get enough. I think Frank Gore is going to get enough touches to be fantasy relevant at times. Um, maybe, maybe you'll have to do, you know, one of them huge bye weeks where, you know, man, I got five guys on bye in the running back position. I have to use somebody. Oh, here's Frank Gore. Yes. I can definitely count on him this week to give me something and he'll give you something. And I think he'll give you enough points, you know, give you at least a chance for the week. And that's, that's really all you need in somebody like Frank Gore. And, and if something happens to Le'Veon, I mean, you got somebody that really can do the job at a legitimate running back level. And he's been doing it for so long. If Le'Veon's out for the year or something stupid happens like that, <laughs> you got something that's going to be solid, at least at least close to solid with, with Frank Gore. Yeah, Frank Gore is, in my opinion, he's not going to be fantasy relevant almost at all. Yes, he mm. would fill in for Le'Veon Bell fine because he is trustworthy. Right. He does not fumble. He is great in pass protection, which I think his addition to that team is just going to be great for the running backs all around. LaMichael P. Ryan should be learning and watching Frank Gore every step of the way. And then if he's just out there to help with pass protection, that is going to make Sam Darnold look better and that's going to open up some things for Le'Veon Bell when he gets back on the field. I mean, it's it's just a great signing all around to have Frank Gore on the yeah. team. I just don't think there's going to be really, even on the bye weeks, I don't know if Frank Gore is going to be a guy that <laughs> I, I know he, it, he has in the past, but I don't think that's what his role on the team is going to be. He's not going to be much of a ball carrier this year, but I'd love to him prove me wrong. I mean, he's, what, 36 years old or something at running back, 37, still out there chugging along, and he still says he wants to do it for longer. So prove me wrong. Yeah. I've loved watching him this many years, so maybe he's got something left in the tank still. I still think he's got something left in the tank. Why would you want to go back and play more football if you didn't? I, I think – I think the Jets realize that he's good enough and he still has that desire to be out there that they're going to use him maybe a little more than what you think. I think they're going to use him uh, 
not, you know, it's not definitely not even close to like a 50, 50 thing with Levy. Levy is going to get 90% of the snaps at the very least. And then I think Gore is going to get maybe, you know, 8% and P Ryan will get a couple or whatever. But I think, they're going to use him enough to where you can at least say, I can get five points out of this guy this <laughs> week because I have to have it. And that's really all you need out of it. Oh, that's fine. But let's move on to the wide receivers where we start with Jamison Crowder. To me, he is going to be the most targeted wide receiver on the team unless something crazy happens where you know somebody else breaks out, which I'm completely for. I'm oh, sure. all for somebody breaking out and Jamison Crowder not being the most targeted guy on the team. But last year he had uh, – Jamison had some really big games and he had some duds as well, so he wasn't super consistent. And I always, I always say consistency, consistency, consistency. But that was last year. I think this year's going to change. I think Crowder has the trust from Donald, and I think early on that's going to mean a lot. I think the first, like maybe the half, the first half of the year, it's going to be a lot of Crowder, a lot of Crowder, a lot of Crowder, and then we're going to see some Perryman, and then we're going to see some Mims. Maybe we're going to see a lot of different guys catching balls. And I think mostly the first eight weeks or so. It's going to be a lot of Crowder, and that's going to put you in a position to make the fantasy playoffs because how many weeks are fantasy are the, the fantasy season? It's not much more than eight weeks. It's a few weeks after that. But if you got something that's giving you a good you know, 15 points at least per game, that's enough to get you to the fantasy playoffs or at least close. Yeah, uh, we just did our wide receiver rankings on Fantasy Fuel, and out of the yeah. three of us that did our rankings, you were the only one that had Jamison Crowder on your list, period, and you had him as a mm-hmm. back-end wide receiver, too. And I got to tell you, I love your in-depth explanation as to why he's your back-end wide receiver, too, on that list. And you're, <laughs> you're starting to convince me, and you're not going to be able – or you're not going to have to uh, – use much draft capital to get a guy like Jamison Crowder. He might not even get drafted in some leagues if they're not 12 to 14 to 16 team leagues. Uh, But he has shown in the past that he can be a very reliable possession type receiver that will give you points. If it's in a PPR point per reception league, he's, he's had multiple 10 plus catch games over his career. And if he can get a few of those to get Darnold going, that could open up Perriman deep. That could open up Denzel Mims. <laughs> However, they're planning on to use him. It could be a fun ride. Yeah, I, I, let's let's hope so. I mean, I think we got a lot of little options now that you know it's more than just it's more than just Anderson, and it's more than uh, than Crowder. Now we have other guys that I actually think if they if they stay healthy, we can have a pretty good core with these three guys. Speaking of the other guys, let's go on and go to Brashad Perryman. I I like Perryman. Here's the what we've said it I don't know how many times, but he had a really good five games last year at yes, the end of the did. year. And what what was that? The, yes, he did. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, he no doubt. I mean, last the, in his last three games, he averaged twenty seven. Point four points per game. That was the last three games. So twenty seven points. I mean, that's that's saying something. If you go back into the last five games of the year, it was a twenty two ish point uh, average points per game. Still, that's a lot. That's a lot. And if uh, and for the entire season average, he actually averaged higher than Robbie Anderson, hmm. uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, 
Hollywood Brown. I mean, he's he's the problem is the rest of the year he was not good. But them last five games made up so much to where he right. actually averaged higher than the guy we had last year on the team. So let's give him a chance. Perryman could, and I, I stress could, be the key to the Jets being a playoff team if he steps up and does what he did at the end of last year. And it might not just be him getting the Jets to the playoffs, but he might be the key to you getting to the playoffs on your fantasy league because he might be that guy that nobody drafts except for you. And you might not even have to draft him. You might just say, oh, I didn't need to draft him. I'll just pick him up now and see what happens. And you're going to have something. There's a chance there. I'm not saying he's going to do it. I'm saying there's a chance, and it's worth that chance. And just like Crowder, any of these Jets wide receivers, especially if it's just – single year fantasy leagues you're not going to have to spend a high draft pick to get any of them now in a league i did with the back row fantasy show shout out to them and the rest of the back row Mm -hmm. network teams they we did a we did a mock draft that is probably turning into a real league uh and i took (laughs) both paraman and mims with a late pick and it's a good option it's just well if one of them pans out I've got a gold mine in that pick, and I can just let the other one, you know, ride and pick somebody up off of waivers. But there's so much upside to either of those two guys. Rashad Perryman, I remember when he was a rookie on the Ravens, and a friend of ours, Asa, was so high on Rashad Perryman. He tried Mm -hmm. to get him everywhere he could and then he was just a flat-out bust his rookie year and then the second year (laughs) i gave him one chance in one league and he didn't do much and then he kind of bounced around and here he is ending up on the jets after a year with the buccaneers and he showed he still has the potential to do it so again it doesn't take much and the risk reward is absolutely worth it with brashad perriman I, I I can't disagree with that. I just spouted off all that stuff about him. So let's move on to Denzel Mims, the rookie that we don't know a whole ton about as far as the NFL goes. I mean, I'll be honest. I have a lot of high hopes for Denzel Mims right now, and I really, really want him to succeed for the New York Jets. And I think he, he's got a lot of opportunity to be what I want him to be. But – I very rarely see and I very rarely see that the the wide receivers in the NFL for rookies do much of anything. It's really difficult to say that wide receiver rookie is going to be amazing. It's really difficult because we've seen that in recent history that wide receivers aren't getting the fantasy production as much as, you know, other positions like the running backs usually do pretty good when it comes to uh, running our rookies. And then within the first two, three years or so, these guys finally come out and you actually have what you want. Now I will say this. If Perryman is a flop, Denzel Mims could be the best receiver for rookie fantasy football this year. I have him ranked on the rankings <laughs> above above every single other rookie receiver only if Perryman is a flop. That's the only way I see Mims being that. But if Perryman does well and Mims is – there's no chance Mims is going to be better than, you know, 
all the other guys that have been drafted by teams right. that are actually going to use them as number one or two wide receiver. But I think I think Mims could be a really fantastic um, wide receiver for the New York Jets if Perryman does absolutely nothing or if he gets hurt or whatever it is because uh, this, this could be a really interesting. People – Denzel Mims is going to go extremely, extremely underlooked, and I think that could be fantasy gold for you if you get him late or, you again, you probably don't have to. Or if it's a rookie draft and you haven't done your rookie draft yet, you can get him fairly late. I mean, rookie drafts are a little bit different because you're not comparing to all the other wide receivers in the league. But – he could have some really good fantasy production. Even with Perryman on the field, he could still be solid enough to where you say, all right, I like what I got out of him. But if he's not, Mims could be huge. I would love for you to be correct. Uh, with- I, I said could be, could be. <laughs> I, I think uh, that might be just a little bit of stretch. Now, none of us uh, in our wide receiver rankings had any rookies. I don't believe, I don't remember if Network did, but I don't believe any of us had any so. rookies in our top 36. That's what we did uh, at FantasyFuelPodcast.com. You can check out the rankings there if you're into the fantasy football stuff. We've got plenty of those. We'll have rankings everywhere else. But, you did. You you said at the very end there, I think Denzel Mims could be the mm-hmm. guy that sneaks into here, you know, if and or all that kind of stuff. Of now, course. Network has uh, said in our chat here on Twitch, Jets are where wide receivers go to die. <laughs> Not this year. Not this year. Not this year. You better watch yourself. And he has because... also said Perriman equals Sammy Watkins. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, uh, Sammy Watkins I, I, was on a many, Super Bowl many, team. How many times has Sammy Watkins? How many times has Sammy Watkins had five solid games in a row? Um, gonna go with maybe once in his rookie year, but since then, <laughs> no, not even yes. close. Perriman, I would draft Perriman before Watkins. I'm never drafting <laughs> Sammy Watkins ever again. No. You can put that in the bank. I did it once last year only because he fell to like the 12th round. And I was like, right, all right. Yeah. And then he had that amazing week one. I'm like, I got gold <laughs> here. And then I never got to play him ever again after week two because it just wasn't worth it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's one person I'm never drafting again. I did, what was it, two years ago? And I said, never again, never again, <laughs> never again. So, therefore, never again. We all got to get burnt once. <laughs> hopefully, I don't have to say that about uh, any of these Jets players. But right. with Perryman, obviously, somebody's comparing them to Perryman. That's fine. I don't. Completely disagree. <laughs> I haven't seen a whole lot out of Perryman. I mean, I, all I've seen is these last five weeks, and it gives me a lot of hope. But if Perryman flops, that's why I have the if. if. There's Denzel Mims. There you go. That's because the if is a pos- it's a possibility. There's no doubt about it. Let's move on to somebody else who could be catching some passes this year from Sam Donald, and hopefully it's Chris Herndon. Mm. Last year, he didn't play. I think he played one game, and it wasn't good. I think he ended up getting hurt, like, immediately or something like that. I don't even remember. I can't even – I don't remember if he even caught a pass. I don't know. All I know is that he was non-existent last year. Yeah. And 
I'm not saying he's going to be fantastic. I'm not saying he's going to be great or good. I think he's probably close to the back end of tight ends in the league because I think he's got the talent, but if you're not on the field to prove it, it's really difficult to select you when it comes to fantasy football. Now, if he's sitting there and because I'm a homer and I'm a Jets fan, if he's sitting there really late or doesn't get drafted, which he probably won't, I might end up picking him up. I might pick him up and say, you know, give him a chance, depending on what my other tight ends are, because sometimes we do like to punt the tight end position Mm -hmm. and, you know, Maybe I'll take a chance on Chris Herndon, but that's pretty much what he's going to be this year. It's going to be just a lot of, oh, let's see with Chris Herndon because, one, is he going to play? Two, is he going to produce? But I think this could really help Sam Darnold if Chris Herndon really does come out and be the guy that we think he can be because we've seen some flashes from him. We just got to see it more at a consistent basis. Yep, uh, we'll do our tight end rankings next week on Fantasy Fuel, yeah. and um, I I haven't decided how many, how deep we'll go with the tight end. Yeah. I'd kind of like to go maybe 32 and just basically put every tight end just for every all. team out yeah. there and uh, see where we put Chris Herndon amongst the rest of the league because there's, there's really not a whole lot of people right now <laughs> fantasy wise that I could put behind him <laughs> but I mean again it's going to be one of those guys that if you're a homer and you have punted the tight end position mm-hmm. or you've got a really strong one say you draft George Kittle and you just want right. to have a possibility of a guy that could be a you know double digit fantasy scorer every week which Herndon very well possibly could be if he stays healthy and on the field. He Possible. seemed to be a good target out there. Uh, and we all see, uh, saw what uh, the other tight end, uh, was it Ryan uh, Griffin? Griffin. He had a few mm-hmm. great games last year during you know right. a fantasy stretch. So we know Sam Darnold can find the tight ends, like, unlike some other uh, quarterbacks out there, uh, like Aaron Rodgers just doesn't find the tight end fantasy wise he utilizes them in the red zone they get a touchdown here or there they have one big 30 yard catch so he knows how to find them but it's just not a fantasy relevant guy on some of those teams where chris herndon could sneak up into there i don't think he'll be a wide or a tight end one at all no matter what happens but if he is a tight end two and a fill in for your bye weeks here and there that would be a blessing in disguise and as far as the Jets team goes, I'm not even talking fantasy here, but if Chris Herndon can step up and play at least most of the year this year and give Sam Donald a consistent quality tight end, that could really help the Jets offense. I mean, it, 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 it goes without saying, you just look at what Rob Gronkowski has done for the Patriots in years past and what for Tom Brady has done with him. I mean, he targeted him more than anybody else, it seems like, a lot of times. But when you have a good tight end, it really opens up a lot of other things because now there's a threat. Oh, they could go to tight end here right. and get a five-yard, six-yard gain or you know, even further than that at times. But Chris Herndon has the ability – I just, I need, I think he needs to absolutely be on the field. And that will get Sam Donald's attention. Sam Donald needs a tight end and it needs to be the same tight end every single week. It can't be Herndon. It can't be Griffin. It can't be somebody else. It has to be a consistent thing. And so if Herndon's healthy, this really could help the Jets offense a lot. And I think our offense is actually pretty good. If I, and I, I, 
I know I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible, <laughs> but I'm sitting here thinking, I like our team. I really do. With the offensive line being improved and with the, the options that we have now. Last year, our options were just horrible. We had Anderson and we had Crowder. That was it. Yeah. We have more options now, at least hopefully. Hopefully. So I think that's probably going to do it for this episode of the Back Row Jets show. Thank you for listening. And remember to go to the Back Row Network where you can listen to all sorts of other teams. You got the Steelers, you got the Raiders, you got the Patriots, the Packers, all bunch of them. Um, so check out the Back Row Jets or the Back Row Network <laughs> where you can get all that stuff. You're already listening to the Back Row Jets show. Also, we already mentioned it, the Back Row Fantasy Show. Go ahead and give that a listen. And of course, we gave you a little taste of the Fantasy Fuel podcast. So please go check us out. Out if you haven't already. All right, I think that's going to do it. Yeah!